Welcome everybody, Yankee Chronicles Podcast. I'm Bobby. I am here with Evan Donald and Rob. I got it right this time. So got it right. Before we get started, just want to ask you guys to check out statementgames.com. You can find a unique experience in all your fantasy sports. Check out docadamsbaseball.org and learn about the founder of baseball. And now you can also hear us on radioplaylive.com. So check that out. And uh, great site. And that's where you, if you can't watch us, you can listen to us on that. So Tatis Jr. is the, the toast of baseball today. Uh, after his deal last night, 14 years, $340 million, and it's sickening what these kids make. I don't think uh, you're, you're a big Tatis guy. What was your first reaction? I was thrilled for him, man. Let the kid get paid. They ain't my money. Let's let the Padres pay whoever they want to pay, man. Like, he's great. Maybe it's a little too early. You know, he's only been the league for, you know, a handful of games or whatever. He's, he's great. He's he's one of the biggest faces in the sport already. Certainly the future of the sport going forward, along with a lot of other great players. Um, it's a big figure. You know, it's a big money, uh, big dollar figure. That's what I meant to yeah. say. A lot of years. Um, but, hey, they wanted to pay him. And if he'd be stupid to say no to that kind of money at such a young age. So all the power to him. I'm thrilled for him because I know if that was me and I was getting that contract offer, I would – immediately sign no questions asked that's guaranteed money and he's set for the rest of his life i mean and he's playing the game he loves and he has a damn good time doing it so congratulations to him yeah no, the, i have no issues with it i thought it, you know the years i i thought was a you know could be it could be a risk why but he's young enough why? where it might not be, it really might not be a factor but he's the problem i think it is, is he'll be 35 dude when it ends, that's insane. But if you know, he's getting paid off his height. If if something, you know, worst case scenario, something you know happens and he, he has an injury and he's just not the same player. You know, that's why the sometimes the, the long term deals don't always pan out. But I think in his case, like you know, like Evan, you pointed out. It's really not that big a deal, and it's only you know just under twenty five million a year, which is not unre- you know which is not outrageous. I think it was the fourteen years that shocked a lot of people. Well, Doesn't I think it's mostly because of arbitration. They're getting rid of the arbitration yeah. years, you know, and um, the Mets are still going to be paying Bobby Bonilla after that contract ends. So <laughs> I think they have one more year. So I mean, like I said, the Mets uh, can't do anything right. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I don't think it's a bad contract at all. But, well, they're not just know. paying him for what he does on the field. They're paying him for all of it. He's a charismatic right. guy, and he's the face of baseball now. You think anyone really cares about Mike Trout? Mike Trout is one of the most boring people in the world. That's why his last name is Trout, because Trout's a boring fish, too. It's ridiculous. <laughs> I don't understand. Can I call you on that? I think that is very quotable right there. That was, I think I should go under the Yankee Chronicles website when we post it. <laughs> that is the, that is How a, is a very boring fish? <laughs> <laughs> it is. I hate eating trout. It's disgusting. Anyway, um, he's going to make so much money for that team once fans get back in the stadium based on jersey sales alone, based on wanting to see him. Um 
the Padres are a good team. I mean, look, everyone has already anointed them the 2021 World Series champion over the White Sox. Like, that's that's going to happen, apparently, because they both won the goddamn winter or some shit. Like, but that's see, something I that still think Cashman is the big winner because he was able to I do, do a too. lot more with his budget than other teams. Yeah, I think that San Diego, if they don't win in the next five years, this offseason is going to look just as reckless as the one where they got James Shields and the other ones that they've done this in the past. So, you know, the deal doesn't bother me, but the other moves do a little bit. I think that you, Darvish, if he's not perfect, the fans are going to turn on him fast. I mean, they're expecting a World Series, and they're expecting it now. No, I just think that the Padres are going to come to regret, give, you know, not knowing what you're going to get out of the plays you already signed. You know, you're paying Machado how much money? You know, you got Darvish. They made all the whole moves. infield. They shoot they, 800 million. They shot their load this offseason, and they still uh, they still might have a tough hill to climb against the Dodgers. So. I, I think the timing of them spending like this is a little puzzling. You know, if the Dodgers were selling, you know, were ready to, to, to rebuild after their run, that's when you strike. But I don't know. It's. I think Rob's point is that they were trying to buy out the arbitration here, yeah. which is why you strike now. No, it, I. Tatis got paid good for him. I just, I think I'm looking at it, you know, with the way the team spent, spent money overall this offseason. I, I think they, I think they, they shot the load a year too early. I feel like they can win going. now. Yeah. They, they, the Dodgers are a great team. That's going to be a fun race, but they feel like they can go get it. Let them go get it. And we'll see. You know, it's going to be, you know, nothing is guaranteed in baseball besides the contracts, but, um, you know, if they can go out there and win it, we'll see. Now we're going to have to hear. Well, this now the Yankees are the worst team ever because they can't, you know, they won't spend the money. Watch all these other teams. You know that's coming. It already has. Yeah, we've been hearing it for two years already. Uh, before I, I'll, I'll let Donald go after this, but I see people already complaining about it. Like the Yankees used to spend money like this, but. What do they want us to do? Go. I just put the tweet out earlier about it because now they want us to go pay our youngest star, which is Torres, but they don't know what position they want him to play. The yeah. fan base wants the Yankees to go give Torres a big deal, but they can't decide where they want him to play as a fan base. First, it's play him at second. No, play him at short. He's better at short. Who needs Didi? Now it's move LeMahieu to first, play Torres at second, re-sign Didi. So they don't know what they want. So the fans don't have – the fans – a lot of them, their opinion doesn't even matter to me. It has nothing to do with the Yankees, but the Padres just did. But the fans always want to tie it to the Yankees somehow. So that's my last opinion on it. What about you, Donald? Well, um, the, let's see, the ringer.com have an article here saying winners and losers of the MLB offseason, and they have the winner of the offseason being A.J. Preller, the, the Padres GM, for his work. Um, the Athletic have an article about whether the Padres uh, won the offseason. To be honest, there's no idea. There's no such thing as winning the offseason. I just don't think it exists. Uh, you can you can have the best um, team, best team on paper, 
there's free agents on paper, whatever, but you don't actually build through free agency. You should actually be building through your farm system and you use free agency to, to take, to put you over the top. Yeah. Um, the, the Padres are taking a calculated risk um, has worked to some extent. It worked in 2017 for the Dodgers. It's, you know, you, if you put all in on free agency, it's a calculated risk because to be honest, you have to hit on them and you have to be really, really good right off the bat um, because you could be suffering some real big losses um, uh, in terms of value if it doesn't work out. But um, I, I hesitate to, to go in all in on winning the offseason because to be honest, in past years, the Yankees have won the offseason. But it's never really it's like, taken us like, to uh, the next stage. I actually feel more confident going into this this year, which is surprising because I because we've actually gotten the least fanfare and the least good analysis on this offseason. But I actually we have to be honest, in my personal perspective, I think this is where Cashman's actually um, done the, the best work in terms of value. I think he's I think he's been hamstrung by the Steinbrenners, and it's nothing against the Steinbrenners because the Steinbrenners are great owners if you look at over the piece. You know what I mean? Because a lot of teams would kill to have the money that Steinbrenner puts into the Yankees in general. Hey, we got Garrett Cole for $324 million, So I can't con- complain. But in this particular offseason, we've been hamstrung by this kind of salary cap we've, we've basically given ourselves. So uh, Cashman's had to trade out of Vino, not because he wanted to, but he needed to free up $9 million. Then he needed to make make it work with LeMahieu in terms of the years and the annual salary in order to, for us to afford um, to remake the pitching staff. We obviously had to make the calculated decision. Cashman's already said it in a previous uh, interview last week where he basically said, listen, we could have gone to Naka, but uh, it was a two for the price of one deal. We got Kluber and tie on for what it would have cost uh, Tanaka. So it was a calculated decision to, to go for two arms there. Um, these are the kind of decisions that Cashman's had to make. Um, I think he's found a lot of really good value. I think the Ottavino trade, even though we didn't get anything in return, the fact that Red Sox have eaten the money and we put that towards two really, really good relievers is, is really good work. Uh, Justin Wilson's going to be a big time arm, I think, in our bullpen. And uh, I love our offseason. It, it's a risky offseason. Don't get me wrong. I mean, if we if we're looking in June and Kluber's injured and Tyon is kind of still kind of recovering, then maybe we have a different view on it. But as of right now, I think we had a great offseason. I think we are actually winning the offseason because we just showed value and we we're actually augmenting the same team as we had last year, which was really good team, and we're just adding to adding to it instead of just signing thirteen free agents because. The 13 free agents does not make a uh, a, a team. Their your farm system makes your team. Evan, yeah, I think the Tayon deal is brilliant. I think it was a really really good move, and you know we had to trade out of Vito because of the money. I love Darren O'Day. <laughs> I love Justin Wilson. So it's you know I don't. I think Cashman had to do more with his resources than what the Padres had to do. You know, they, they had a much deeper farm and they traded pretty much no one because the league doesn't care. And they allow them to do ridiculous trades like that. Whereas if we make trades, we got to give up all of our, you know, top 10 prospects. 
Um, he 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 turned an off season into gold by getting our best player to take the biggest discount anyone's seen in over a decade. I mean, it's amazing. It's a six-year, $90 million deal. That's not normal. No. Yet he got a player who wanted to be here, took a deal so that he could have a winning offseason. And I love Kluber. And I think if Kluber is what he was in 18, which is not the expectations, but if he gets to that level, we have a very dirty rotation. Do you think it's going to be more normal now for if, if, uh, teams to buy out the arbitration? Or do you think it's the, the, the deals like this are – They already have. Are, Look are, at the Acuna deal a couple of years ago. It's well, already happened. Yeah. No, I know we've seen it before, but is it going to become more of a trend now? I think it I has to. So. I mean, we've seen with Hicks. We've seen with Severino. We've seen with Acuna. Uh, we can keep listing players that do that. It depends on what the market is and how the offseason goes. The fact that Tatis just got that ridiculous deal only helps the market for those shortstops next year. Those deals are going to be insane. And when Torres wants to get paid, he will, especially if he has a monster season this year at shortstop, because that will basically, you know, put in stone that he's the shortstop of the future. Um, and they will give him a deal. I don't think he's going to get 14 at 340, but no. maybe he gets 10 at 280. Would I interrupt there? I actually agree with you, Evan, and I also uh, agree with you, Rob, as well, with regards to the Tatis deal, because I, I kind of like it, because the organization have gone, I'm all in on this guy. Instead of going year to year with arbitration, I love the fact that we just went, you know what? I love this guy. We're all in on him. He's the face of our franchise. Here's a here's a deal which you know the annual salary is actually pretty very much reasonable and he'll be he would have commanded a lot more than that in a couple of years time so I think it's a really well, uh, yeah, fine. it's it's a little risky but I kind of like it because I'd kind of like the Yankees to go listen Torres listen Aaron Judge whatever you're the face of our franchise this is I want to give you a big contract because I kind of like that I think the the year to year arbitration thing. Uh, I'm not a big fan of that. Uh, I know it, it works well for the owners and it works well for the, the, the you know, the, the team itself. But I kind of, I think for the player, I think the players deserve to get paid. So good on yeah. them. This well, was a good thing, move for them, one. And two, I think Jason Dominguez, he's going to get this type of crazy deal if he lives up to the hype at all. Yeah, um, right. You know, it's, it does this kind of a deal doesn't bother me. It's Tatis. Look, look at what he did in how long has he played? Like two years. Two years. Two, two years. years. Exactly two years. And last year was a sixty game season. And yeah. he's already stolen the show. I mean, he's it's the wild. One person to watch. He he has a great personality. I was gonna say he's very fun to watch. The one thing this is able to do is we talk about trying to get more eyes on the sport. There you go. Right there. This is a young player getting this kind of a contract and it's getting people talking like how, how dare he make this kind of money? You know, you got a lot of people complaining, like he's look how much money he's making for playing a game, but it's getting people talking and it's going to get people to watch the Padres, which let's be honest, not a lot of people did just a few years ago. So it's going to get a lot of eyes on, on Tatis. It's going to get a lot of eyes on sports on the sport in general. I think this is a good thing. And hopefully going back to the arbitration thing, more teams start doing that because if they start seeing that players are going to get paid before they have to go through that stupid, unnecessary arbitration crap, then it's going to be better for the sport. 
the fact that the owners are going to start putting more trust into the players and it's going to be better overall. I think if they get rid of that in general. So I hate arbitration. I love yeah, it. I don't Padres. like it either. No, I, I hate love it. it the Padres I, get rid of it. And yeah, just I think well, they need to minimize the arbitration. It, six years is a lot. It's not good. It it's is way too, too much. Well. It needs to be half of that at least. Yeah. I mean, it is great. ridiculous that they're screwing players like that. I think it stops a lot of players from declaring for baseball because they, they'll, they'll go for the NFL or the NBA where they get paid a hell of a lot quicker. Yeah. You know how much you get as a first-round draft pick in the NBA or in the NFL? Fucking mountains. Absolutely mountains. LeBron gets paid. And it takes you to six years in in baseball. It's too long. LeBron's the best player in the league, and yet every four to five years, he gets $250 million. (laughs) That's better than 14 years at fucking 340. I mean, look, Aaron Judge had 50 home runs in his rookie year. How much did he get paid in arbitration in his rookie year? Yeah, I know. He's like a million? Like 10 million this year. Yeah. It's not even enough, to be honest. He deserves a lot more. Even though he's been injured the last couple of years, he's still one of the biggest presences in the sport. So Yeah, yeah, he's the face of baseball more than Tatis, in my opinion. Yeah, like I eat at Subway because of Judge. (laughs) (laughs) But the whole of the Yankee fan base, if you go to Yankee Stadium, is all 99s. I mean, Judge is the face of the franchise. I think we should pay him. I have three Judge jerseys for no reason. They're literally the same jersey. They're just three ninety-nine pinstripe. Jerseys. Yeah, I got a ninety-nine too. I, I, I can't have, lie. I have one of each. I have a road, a home, and a uh, spring training one. I, I love go. those. <laughs> I, I really I wish they those. make those. Have you got a ninety-nine, Bobby? Yeah, I got. Yeah, I, my my son got me one. Uh, <laughs> so we both got ninety-nines. I love it. Yeah. There we go. Um, he's the face of the franchise like you just said and there's no doubt about that I mean yeah I would love for him to be on the field more these last couple of years but when he is you know what he can do and it's not just that oh he's just a big bat no he's a hell of a defender too people forget that about Judge he's an all-around great player it's just stay on the field and if they have to give him some rest this year so be it if he's there from April to October and he's going to have a, a year similar to what he did in his rookie year, even in 2018. You know, he was putting up great numbers. Just stay healthy. listen to Ben yesterday. About. He said that he, he really liked the look of uh, how these guys are doing. I think I think he likes the training regimen that that uh, that Judge and uh, Stanton are on. So, you know, he feels pretty good that they're going to have a healthy year. Well, they're training for durability now, not strength. Which it should have been from the start. Yeah, I don't get why it took them so long to get there. I understand yeah. it's like baseball, so three strikes, and they literally took three seasons. But, like, come on, guys. The first season that we had this level of nonsense in, like, 2018, we should have been like, okay, fix everything. And we didn't do yeah. that. We got rid of a lot of the staff members. We got new staff members, and the same things happened. Yeah. You know, About time they change you know, it up. If it might have same script, you know. It's it's crazy how they just if there's a big injury boom this year, I I don't know what the hell they're doing. Something something's got to. I can't see the that we're just cursed. I just can't. What, Rob? I said if if we get another injury bug like we have the last couple of years, we're just cursed. That's all. Someone somewhere. A Red Sox fan or something put a curse on this team, and that's all it is. That's the only explanation I could think of. It's very weird. 
how yeah. it's happened. I think if uh, Judge and Stanton stay healthy and and uh, and and Torres and uh, and of course DJ will be a machine who can count on that. This this offense is going to absolute break. It's going to be a record breaking offense in my opinion. I think there's there's not a weakness there apart from Sanchez and he's still you know top ten of uh, offensive catcher. So um, I mean if he's your weak link, that's not bad. Yeah. Yeah, I think if they're able to work in where Stanton and Judge get at least 20 off days throughout the year, not counting the games that they don't play, you know, the off days for the team, but for the players, they need 20 games of rest. Don't push them to 162. If they could play in 140 games, I think that would be a good season, you know. Yeah, of course. You got to give them those off days whether they want it or not. The only problem is if they're on a hot streak and then you give them that off day, we're going to be fuming. Who loves it? He what? doesn't because the, stat, the analytics crew doesn't believe in in hot streaks. Yeah, it's just bullshit. freaking infuriating. That's one of the my biggest pet peeves is yeah, sitting guys on a hot streak. Drives me nuts. It's like, could you imagine trying to tell somebody's old school, you know, the the, the old time players? Yeah. Well, you, you know, you've already played eight days in a row. You re- you can't play today. They'd laugh at you. They'd laugh. Remember the starters in the 70s and 80s who would go like nine innings just because they didn't want to get embarrassed and be taken out of the game. It's yeah. like, okay. Yeah. It was a David Cohn would pitch before. nine innings to 150 pitches. He'd, yeah. he'd be ready to go in five days. Right. Back then you would go to the bullpen because your career is over or you're injured. Now it's like <laughs> a completely different facet. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's a different game than most people are throwing hard. And that's probably, you know, amounting to so many injuries and innings limits. Yeah. And, no, uh, yeah. They weren't. Analytics of certain, yeah. yeah. At, at, analytics have certainly taken over the game, unfortunately, to a to a great extent. But, um, you know, back in the day, like, yeah, I think it was it was uh, it might have been Satchel Page was talking about pitching double headers, like nine inning both games. Yeah. And you will never, ever see that at all at this point in the game. So it's definitely, the game has changed and, you know, it's, it's sometimes a good thing. Sometimes it's a bad thing. I think we need to find an in between. Well, nowadays pitching a complete game is just as rare as pitching a no hitter. Yeah. It's, it's pretty much true. Did you hear about uh man shit's new idea? Oh God. Now what? Uh, four inning quadruple headers. What? You've got to be. That's a joke, right? <laughs> no, I never joke. Yeah, you do. Uh, he's a joke. It's a good joke. I mean, you know what's crazy? I wouldn't put that past him. I'd be like, hey, these seven innings double yeah, headers. Don't give him a match. How about a triple header? Just make them five innings. <laughs> I said that yesterday. Could you imagine? Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. Um, hey, but going back to the hot streak thing, you know, in a game of failure, why would you sit somebody who's actually hot, considering, you know, Baseball is a game of failure. Yeah, <laughs> you know, right. the majority of the time, you you know, you're gonna, you're not gonna, you're gonna fail more than you succeed. So why would you put, sit the guy when they're actually, you know, red that's hot? That's 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 like me look so down on analytics because it, it stops, it, it hurts any the game more than it helps. Yeah, it's definitely hurt the game in terms of like watching it, you know, from a viewer's perspective. 
it kills momentum though it really yeah, kills yeah. momentum i mean you saw last year when we went from that hot streak to that cold streak against the blue jays once the momentum was dead it was dead for a while yeah <laughs> exactly and that's because of those little moves like not playing someone who's fucking hot i don't i don't understand it that would like, make oh, sense clint frazier's got 10 home runs this week better fucking sit him for a week Exactly. <laughs> it's crazy. Don't give Boone any ideas. Ah, uh, Jesus Christ, Boone! Don't watch the show. This show's not <laughs> yeah, 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 that show is definitely not for you, bro. <laughs> the only one banned from listening to us is Manfred. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, can we block him? Find his social media and block him. I don't want anything oh, to do with for that. For the man. sake of it, the man Luca too. Oh, of course. He'll turn it around. Oh, the fans won four inning game. You know. <laughs> Donald, do the Lupica voice. Go ahead. I like Lupica. I hate the Yankees. <laughs> oh, my God. It's accurate. Go watch the sports <laughs> reporters. That's exactly what he sounds like. <laughs> and like when Yankees you- haven't won since Dinosaurs Rome Theater. <laughs> you know what's sad? He sounds like his height. <laughs> oh, yeah, four foot nine. Yeah. <laughs> uh, when you mentioned his high chair the other day, that, that killed me. His big boy chair. <laughs> his big boy chair. Uh, all right. Well, I think we've caused about all the trouble we can cause for today. So, <laughs> anybody else we can insult? Come on, let's let's name it. Let's go. Hey, and uh, screw Bob Rosenthal. Uh, uh, Bob. Um, Bob Nightingale. Bob Nightingale. Oh, <laughs> I had a great tweet. Yeah, about screw him too, right? <laughs> Bob Rosenthal. Hey, if you're not a big fan of Heyman, come on, mention him. Uh, Heyman's a loser. Oh, my uh, God. We, we sh- I, this is when I should have shut up when I had the chance. Joe Buck gets drunk in the press box, apparently, with Troy Aikman. That's cool. Good job, Joe Buck. Uh, screw Joe Buck. He sucks. Oh, you don't like hearing back at the wall? That's his, that's his signature call. The most nonchalant home run call you'll ever hear. Back at the wall. And this one, it could be game seven to clinch the World Series. Back at the wall, this one is gone. Yeah, I actually remember this. 2009 World Series, the Yankees went ahead in the series. And uh, at the end of the game, in the post-match, Buck goes to uh, the panelist. He goes, where do we go from here? Hello. What he's, I couldn't believe it when he said that. Where do we go from here? Well, what, are you rooting for the Phillies? <laughs> All right, listen, we'll talk more tomorrow. And uh, everybody on behalf of YankeeChronicles.com, we hope everybody has a good day. Stay safe, stay smart.